0: Thank mm-hmm. you. good afternoon and again all praises to God who does all things well and again to all you my brothers and sisters in Christ God is great and he is greatly to be praised we're so excited to be in, to be back in the house of the Lord I hope that you are as well this is our hour of prayer we look forward to it every week we thank God for the privilege again to come into your homes. those of you that are with us in person again we are thankful to God for all of you couple of quick FYI's Again, just leaving the homegoing celebration uh, of the fiancé of Sister Ann Hinton. So we ask your prayers for the family. Again, ask your prayers for the family. Um, you know, even in death, God gives life. Had a young lady even uh, at the funeral decided, hey, that she wanted to give her life to the Lord. So we're looking to see her on Sunday. We made sure that we made that connection. And so we're looking forward to seeing her on Sunday. Let me take a just brief moment uh, to say all to, to all of you, thank you for your cards, your, 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 your uh, birthday salutations, your monetary gifts. Um, whatever you did on the day that we celebrated my birthday, let me say thank you. Um, it's just nice to be nice. I believe this, uh, and I say it wholeheartedly. That when you uh, bless a man of God, a woman of God, God will bless you likewise. So whatever you did, uh, be it just happy birthday, whatever you did, I want you to know I am humbled. I'm grateful for your kindness. Uh, I'm thankful to have uh, you as a blessing in my life. And I am for certain that God will also bless you. I'm certain of that. So I pray that, uh, again, uh, God will bless you for all that you've done, for everything that you've done for me and my family down through the years. I need you to know it has not been forgotten, overlooked. I say it often because I want you to know from the depths of my heart I am appreciative for all that you do. Uh, There are people that do things year-round, and we want you to know, hey, we're thankful to God for you for all that you do. So again, let me say thank you to to those of you that uh, blessed us this past week. Again, thanks, kudos to the deacon staff uh, that came and did an excellent job on Wednesday. Not that we didn't think they could, but uh, they did a fabulous job. And again, we're thankful. uh, Trust that they have blessed you. We've heard from you that you were blessed just as well. So thank God for you. This upcoming uh, Sunday, again, looking forward uh, to having uh, you uh, in life development hour. Uh, We are looking forward to having you in Light Development Hour. Uh, Don't forget, executive team, we meet next weekend, Deacon Roscoe, front door. Uh, Don't forget that we, uh, again, look forward to seeing you next weekend, Mission in the City. We've got a meeting coming up just as well, so you are aware of that. Don't forget that the park opens the weekend of Mother's Day. Weekend of Mother's Day. And so hopefully by Wednesday, we're going to let you know that we're going to do a grand opening type celebration. We'll have some information that we can share. Keep praying for the sick and shut in. Uh, Sister Veda Weston, Brother Lester Redeemer. Uh, I mentioned Brother Roger Sanders. Uh, Keep praying. I've got a brother, uh, again, two brothers, as a matter of fact, that are recovering from illnesses. So again, we ask that you continue to pray for them. Uh continue to pray for the church family. Uh, continue to pray for the church family. We've had several depths over the last couple of weeks, and so we want you to know that we are praying for all of you. Let me thank again our conference call listeners. Those are the ones that tune in on their phones week in and week out. We want you to know we are appreciative for you. We have actually turned the music off to make it more accommodating to those that listen. So, once you know that we have tried to make that accommodation, um, and so uh, again, we thank for you to all of our virtual listeners in Washington, Kansas, uh, Mississippi, Texas, uh, Nashville, uh, North and South Carolina, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Georgia, Florida, uh, California. We got friends in NRB Ypsilanti, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, um, a Midland-based city. Flint Pontiac Uh, we've got friends in Battle Creek that tune in every week Uh, we've got uh, again a friend and brother in Thailand Uh, again if you're listening brother V we're really working uh, we're working on some ways we can assist you and so uh, please just stay tuned I'll be trying to reach out to you uh, because uh, again love is an action word and so we're trying to figure out how we can respond to your need. Okay, so again, thank God for all of you um, who have tuned in. Uh, Every ministry will be actually up and activated during the month of May. Brothers, um, uh, hold tight. Uh, In the month of May, we will have our first official meeting, the Brotherhood. We have our first official meeting. It will be on a Saturday. We've already got the book in place that we're going to be talking about The book is called Kingdom Men Rising, a book written by Tony Evans. It's an excellent book. We're looking forward to that. We are kingdom men. We are priestly men. And so we need to be prepared to take our rightful place in the church, in our homes, and in our communities. So what does a kingdom man look like? Well, stay tuned. This is going to be a great book. I'm looking forward to opening it and having some dialogue with you. Uh, so I'm looking forward. So I hope you'll look, uh, look forward just as well. All right. All right. So those are a couple of things that I need to make you aware of uh, at this point. If you've got a business, we ask you to fill out the business form in the foyer. Turn that in so that we can make available to our entire family uh, the businesses that exist in our very own church. All right. So that's kind of where we stand. A word of warning again. Uh, Even though you have heard that uh, the COVID or the pandemic has somewhat passed, uh, we're still encouraging people to wear your mask. Again, it's mask option, but we're still saying, you know, as a means of caution, please do all that you can. All right. That's so critical. We're asking you to do that uh, if you could. Okay. All right. So those are as many things as I can think of right now. Um, if I think of some others, I'll mention those uh, next week. I'm sorry, next week, next, um, next Wednesday, uh, the Wolverine State Convention will meet here uh, starting at 4 p.m. Um, they will have classes at 4 p.m. And the oratorical, it says 6 o'clock. It's actually supposed to be 6.30 it actually supposed to be 6.30. So I will make sure, again, that we make mention of that. We will not start till 6.30. We've got people traveling. It will actually be at 6.30, all right? So you can be here in person, um, or you can tune in via Zoom. You can see the Zoom number. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to show up. I just know that we're the host. So obviously, New Life, you know what that means, all hands on deck. Let's make sure we're here. Let's make sure that we're in the place to represent so that when our guests come from out of town, uh, we will give them nothing short of five-star service. Okay? All right. Uh, So let's get into our outline today. A really unique outline today. Maybe um, you probably aren't prepared for it, but I hope that you are. The subject today is learning to let go Of what you can't control. The prayer emphasis today. Is learning to let go. Of what you can't control. I know I'm going to step on some toes with this one. That's all right. We're in a good place. All right. You know one of the things. uh, Well matter of fact. A friend of mine. uh, Once told me. And listen at this. He told me that almost everything in my life. This is him. This is quote to me. Everything in my life that I've had to let go of has scratch marks on it. You get that, Ding Roscoe? Do you get that, do You get it. What is he saying? That everything he's had to let go of, he didn't let it go without a fight. As a matter of fact, he hung on to it so tough that they had to literally snatch it from the paws or the grips of his hand. Is that you? Now, I need you to understand we say let go. We're talking about stuff like your anger. We're talking about like your kids. We're talking like, like, like your husband. We're talking about everything, all right? And what we've got to learn how to do, first of all, let me just, I mean, let me just drop this right in. First of all, you can't control nothing anyway, all right? You think you're controlling, but you can't control. You, listen, the Bible says you can't control life. Jesus says, which one of you can add one scintilla to your own life? You can't even govern your own self. If that be the case, you can literally control how much gray hair you had. Right? You can control your aches and pains. No, you can't. All right? What we have to learn how to do as believers is learn to let go of stuff you cannot control. I, I get you. I get us cheat cheating at the end of the day. We don't ever want to appear to be out of control. But do, have you looked at yourself when you try to control something? <laughs> have you looked? You really are out of control because you actually think you control it, but you're really not. All right. And so the emphasis for us and, and, and I'll give you you'll hear me quote this scripture very often because uh, it's one of my favorites. But I was first Peter chapter five and verse number seven. All right, First Peter 5, verse number 7, and this is what it says. It says, casting all your care upon him. Notice the word care does not have an S because the word care in the singular means everything that you are concerned about. Everything that bothers you, everything that causes you to stay awake at night, everything that angers you, everything that makes you cry. Everything that keeps you discombobulated, cast that upon him. Why? I love this verse, says Cheatham, says Waver, because he said, Look, I care about you. Now, let me try to unpack that a little bit. Jesus is saying, Look, everything you're concerned about, I care about you. So if you're concerned about it, I'm concerned about it. That's really what he's saying. And I believe this first of all, I don't have a solution to my problems. I don't. I'll be the first one to tell you I don't. But I serve somebody who does. All right. And that's the thing you have to get in your spirit. Um, at, you can't control your wife as cantankerous as she is. You can't control your husband as mean and as rowdy as he is. You can't control them grown children. All right? You can't control them grandchildren. All right? You can't control none of that. You have to learn how to let go and let God, all right? And so one of the things that I realize at the end of the day, uh, most of us don't want want to let go of things we like or things we like to control, all right? We figure we can control our our daughter because she need money. I got money. So she going to do what I tell her to do. No, that's called witchcraft. <laughs> that's called witchcraft. When you control somebody with money and power and other things, that's called witchcraft. Okay. Y'all ain't saying nothing out there. All right. So so sometimes we hang on until we ultimately see we have no control in real life anyway. Alright? And, and then um, it, it's either that or we hold on until things are forcibly taken away from us, all right? Some stuff is taken, um, and you're fighting over that and don't feel good afterwards, all right? Um, And and so what we end up doing is some stuff we hold on to mentally and some stuff we hold on to emotionally, all right? And so what, what ends up happening? we ultimately end up being a prisoner in our own minds. Can't enjoy life, don't want to do this anymore. You know, I can't do it because he ain't here no more. Mm -mm. That's called being a spiritual prisoner in your own mind. All right? So what we may not realize is that holding on uh, causes havoc in our lives. At the end of the day, I know that, all right? Uh, Holding on to things we can't control can cause a great deal of stress and unhappiness. Listen, not just for you, but for everybody around you, all right? You got to learn how to sit here. You got to learn how to let stuff, because listen, I I just figure like this, and I'm just talking from my own personal experience and experiences down through the years. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, I've had people in my life Um, that were hanging on to stuff that they couldn't control. And so they continued to harbor stuff. And they made it miserable not only for them, but they made it miserable for everybody connected to them. I I don't want to be that person. And listen at this. I refuse to allow other people to hold me hostage for stuff that they've yet to surrender or get over. God does not, says Jay, he does not intend for our lives to be held hostage. He said, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Now, I believe this. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, Brother Fentry, but I believe this. You know, uh, just because you got a burden don't mean I got a burden. All right? And just because you choose to remain mad about something doesn't mean that I should be mad. Okay? If I know that what you're being mad about doesn't make sense, I'm not going to endorse that behavior. So that means you got to learn how to let some stuff go, Brother Charles Williams. And so, bro Sue, for me, I think there are some things we can do. I, I believe this. When you hold on to stuff, it literally holds you in time. Okay. I mean, you stuck. You stuck in the past. You stuck at a point where you thought you had control. So I've discovered this is redeeming. That when you ultimately have to let stuff go, you're so bitter about it that you never get over the bitterness. All right? The bitterness changes you. All right? I'm I'm talking from personal experience. All right? And, And so I choose. And this is across the spectrum. Uh, Issues with my family, issues with my wife, my sons, uh, issues with people in the church, co-workers, church members. I choose to opt out of trying to control something I can't control anyway. I can't control how you treat me. And by the same token, says Renetta White, uh, you can't control me. All right? Now... I've seen people do it. Let me give you another way people do it. It's called abuse. It's called mental abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse. When people cannot control you the way they think, they will lash out verbally, physically, or mentally. Okay? It happens in relationships, it happens with kids. It happens in churches. Okay? So it does happen. All right? I choose to be free. You have to choose the same thing. And so for me, says Karen Thomas, it's very simple. I choose to let go of things um, that I can't control. First of all, I can't control them anyway. All right? So what does letting go really mean? I'm glad you asked that question. All right? Number one. Um, letting go, listen at this now. It's not anything earth-shattering or nothing like that. It just makes sense. Letting go, number one, means trusting that you'll be okay when you let go. All right? It's not earth-shattering. It's not anything profound. Now, I want you to think about this now because, I mean, this does make some good sense. I got to make my I'm going to be okay when I let it go. See, the reason why most people won't let it go is because you're so caught up in, you're so immersed in, you're so emotionally and mentally attached that you're afraid to let go. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in another one of the points. I'm, listen, and let me say it like this, and I want you to get this and hope you're taking it right. I was okay before you was here, and I'm going to be okay after you're gone. All right? That's just one example. I'm going to be okay Whether you choose to be a part of who I am or not, okay, you've got to learn at the end of the day. You listen, letting go means trusting I'm gonna be okay when this is no longer in my life. Whether it be a job, whether it be drugs, whether it be that your family, whether it be a family member, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. All right. Now, that don't mean that you're going to feel good instantly. But you've got to understand that when you have a wound, a wound doesn't heal overnight. It's a process. Notice this now. Wounds, notice this now. Wounds don't digress unless we do something to re-injure the wound. Or unless we apply the right medicines. Okay? A general wound, I've had, I've had tons of them. <laughs> you can see them all over my body. Scars, scratches, you name it. Okay, but as long as, I'm, long as I put the right stuff on it at the first time, and as long as it didn't get re-injured, it turns out that it's healing itself every second of the day. And part of letting go says lake means that I've got to trust I'm going to be okay when I finally let it go. Okay, now. Let me give you a scripture to go with this. So in case you don't think I'm making it up. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. I want you to see Paul. Paul is our primary witness to this. Listen at this text from Paul. He says, brethren. He says, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Okay. Forgetting those things which are behind. And reaching forth unto those things that are Before the next verse says, I press towards the mark. What is Paul saying? Paul says there's a lot of things I haven't even finished. Okay. He said, but I didn't made my mind up. It's time to move forward. He said, I got to forget those. See, if you keep living in the past, you'll be held. You'll be held. You'll be held prisoner of your past. Okay. Past hurts. All right, past misfortunes, past mistakes. you got to let that stuff go. You'll never heal and you'll never advance. Watch this, listen at this. When you choose to let go of things, you can never access the blessings in your future. Okay, why? Because you're still stuck on those things. All right, and so at some point, I get it. I get it. It didn't feel good. I get it. People took advantage. I get it. People put their hands. I get all this. Now, don't misunderstand me now. I'm not telling you to be a punching bag for anybody. All right? You'll never make without me. You'll never make it. You're living on my money. No, no, no. See, what you got to understand is God said he supplied my every need. So I'm going to be all right. Now, I might not be driving that Cadillac. And you can take that back. That's fine. All right? You can take that back, and, and and yeah, you can take that house, too. And you can take the furniture, too, if you want it. But but see, you've got to understand that you'll never move forward until you can let your past go. And I'm okay. Listen to this. I'm okay if you don't want to be a part of who I am. That don't mean I may not miss you. But I, at some point, you, you got to let that stuff go. See, what you need to understand is... Um, I bring something into your life by being in your life. Okay? You got to understand that. All right? I'm a gift. And so by being in your life, God has deposited blessings and favor. All right? So, one of the things that I, one of the reasons why we hold on to things, says Wafer, is that we think we need them to survive, we think we need certain people. We think we need certain jobs. Uh, We think we need certain uh, uh, things that uh, give us a sense of pleasure. Mm -mm. See, remember this. Listen at this. Letting go is the release of mental and emotional fixation on something or somebody. Let me say that again so you can get it. Letting go is the release of our mental and emotional fixation on something or somebody. All right? I need you to get that. All right? It's not a physical letting go. It's more of a mental um, uh, and emotional fixation. For example, A lot of us have clothes, all right? We got clothes. We know we ain't going to fit no more. We two sizes bigger, all right? We know we're not going to fit the clothes, but we won't let them go, all right? All right? Uh, You know, at the end of the day, uh, we've got this fixation. And so for me, um, sometimes we hold on to things that are physically gone. All right, uh, loved ones. Now, don't misunderstand the context of this. I'm not telling you to re- not to remember, but what I'm telling you is, if your life is on hold because they died, that person literally was a god in your life. Okay. I'm, listen, I remember. I remember all my loved ones that are passed on, but I'm not stuck there. And you've got to learn how to move forward. Okay, got to learn how to move forward. And so one of the things I would encourage you to do is trust that you're going to be okay. You know, when you retire, some people don't retire from work because, well, what am I going to do? You're going to be okay. All right, you're going to be okay. Listen, at the end of the day, well, you know, I, I don't think I can make it. You'll make it. All right. Listen, I've seen preachers die in the pulpit because they kept trying, well, how am I going to make it? Wait a minute. Do you hear what you're actually saying? Do you remember what the scripture said, but my God shall supply? You'll make it beyond that church check. You'll make it beyond GM or Saginaw Public School. You will make it when you trust God. All right. I got to believe that, you know, when the Lord tells me to stop, if he don't call me on first, I'm going to be Okay that's what it boils down to. So, so, uh, if you have to lean on a friend, um, your experience isn't unique and chances are that many other people are going through the same thing you going through. All right. They really are. You're not the only person going through. You don't have to always be in a position of leadership where you call the shots. Okay. You really don't. All right. Um, You don't have to go through a detachment by yourself. You are not alone. And so that's the thing. So so number one, at the end of the day, uh, letting go means trusting that you'll be okay when you let go. So let's pray that now, all right? Let's pray that. Father, we come now. And Father, even as we speak now, even uh, as we speak, Father, those that struggle with letting go of uh, past hurts, uh, disappointments, Uh, Even uh, close friends and relatives. Uh, Father, teach us today that letting go uh, means trusting that we'll be okay when we let go. I know there's apprehension. I know there's reluctance. Um, I know people are concerned and even fearful of what life will be like when you let that anger go, that animosity go, that disappointment go. But, Father, you said in your word that you've come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. You've come to give us joy and that our joy may be full. It'll never be full when we choose to keep something hostage or, for that matter, to even try to control something literally that we can't control anyway. Help me to come to the reality That even those things I think I can control, I'm really not in control of. Help me, Father, to understand that letting go does not take anything away. It means that I'm putting it in the hands of one who has control, who has all power in his hand. And we thank you for that relationship. You said in your word, casting all our cares upon you. What a privilege that is to be burden free and not have to worry. Not that we aren't concerned, but burden free means I've relinquished it to you knowing that I'm going to be okay. And knowing that what I've given to you is going to be okay because it's in your hands. Father, we thank you now in Jesus' name, amen. So number one, understand uh, that we have to learn uh, to let go of what we can't control. And understand, number one, that means trusting that you'll be okay when you let go, all right? Number two, what does letting go mean? Number two, letting go means gleaning from the lesson learned And use it to further your life. Okay? Gleaning from the lesson. What did I learn about that? Why does this thing mesmerize me so much? Why was I so fixated on it? Why did it have such a grip on me? All right? The the goal is now to glean. Glean means to observe and to learn. Learn from that, watch this, so that in the future, nothing will ever crop back up in that place again in my life. No person, no thing, no feeling, no emotion. I'll never allow myself to be in that position again, okay? I'll never allow anger to hold me hostage. I'll never allow disappointment or depression. I'll never allow failure to grip me in such a way that I'll be afraid to reach out because I'm afraid of failure. No, you're a water walker now. And that means I've got to learn, Sister Kernan, I've got to learn that God has a plan for me. You'll never access the plan if you keep trying to control your future. I'll never be hurt again. I'll never let somebody do this to me again. So now I'm not going to trust anybody. No. What you got to do is trust in the Lord. All right. I'll never allow God to do that anymore. I'll never be hurt by anybody again. I'm not trusting nobody. No. What you've now done is set yourself up to be imprisoned. Okay. Glean from the lesson learned and use it to future or to further your life. What have I learned? I've learned that when I allow myself to be caught up in, when I allow certain feeling to stay um, uh, uh, in my mind, I then become hostage. I start acting funny. I start treating people funny. I start withdrawing from people. I start not trusting people. And that's the exact opposite of what God has called us to do. Whether you know it or not, God created us to be social beings. Listen, if God didn't want us as George Thomas, if God didn't want us to be social beings, he would have just created Adam and that would have been it. All right? If God didn't want to be social beings, he just would have made you on the face of the planet. All right? And notice this about God. It's not just God. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They've got this communion. Okay? And so what we've got to understand says redeem. at the end of the day, God didn't create you to be a solo person. All right? God didn't create you to be on your own. All right? But by the same token, God didn't create you to create the terms and conditions on who you hang out with. See, the bottom line is, if you just hang out with people that always agree with you, that's called manipulation. (laughs) That's called witchcraft. Because now you control the very people that... Okay, y'all get it, all right? Witchcraft is when you manipulate and you control people by your money, by your power, by that ugly look in your face, by you raising your voice. Oh, no, don't say nothing. Mm, no, he get mad. No. And so what God is telling us, let me give you two verses to go with this, all right? Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 5, all right? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. And watch this now. He says, a wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So what is that verse saying? Once I've experienced something, I learn from it. Okay? It's called, you see it in the text, it says, and increase his learning. Once I learn, I now apply that to my life so that I won't ever be in that position again. If I even see myself heading down that path, I'm going to do something different. Okay? I'm going to do something different relationships, people that you work with, family members, you name it. You can learn from those lessons so that you won't ever be in that position again. All right, here's another one for you. Um, Proverbs chapter 24, says Jay, and verse 16. Now watch this, because a lot of times when we look at this text, uh, Brother Fentress, we don't really get the full gist of But watch this text. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Now, what does that verse actually say? A just man fell seven times, but he got up the eighth time because he learned, all right? But the wicked shall fall into mischief. He didn't learn, so he kept falling into the same issues over and over again. Everything we go through is a learning experience. I say that around here often. Why? Because I believe that. All right? If we have church on Sunday and we got, and, you know, it's standing room only, we learned, okay, next week we need to be better prepared. That's the lesson we learned. All right? Maybe we've done things in a church and it didn't quite turn out the way we thought. It's a learning, it's a learning lesson. Okay, we know that certain people we can't have do certain things in certain programs. It's a learning lesson. Okay, I learned a lesson. Um, I tell people just like I did at the funeral I just left. You know, if your name ain't on the program, you shouldn't be trying to get up here and sing. I've seen people try to sing and can't sing worth a lick. All right. And so, you know, and I've had people try to even try to preach. Wait, bro, you, you're not up to preach today? Uh, no, no, no. When you learn lessons like that, you try to use them to help you in the future. All right? So one of the things that I've learned is when you let go of the things you can't control, learn what it is you were trying to control so you don't try to get like that in the future. All right? I don't care how mad you get. I don't care how upset you. There are some things you're not going to control. What you got to do, even with your anger, is not allow your anger to spiral out of control. Okay? Just just a prime example. All right? One of the things that I discovered is this. Life is a series of experiences that are meant to teach us important lessons. I firmly believe that. All right? Um, And... When we refuse to let go of something, when we refuse to let go, it's because we refuse to see what life is trying to teach us. Let me say that again, because I want you to get it. When we refuse to let go of something, it's because we refuse to see what life is trying to teach us. Okay? We refuse to see. So as a result, we feel stuck. And sometimes when we get stuck, we make life miserable, not only for ourselves, but for everybody else around us, okay? At the end of the day, when you're having trouble letting go of something, ask yourself this question, what can I learn from this experience, okay? What does God want me to see, and how can I avoid this in the future? Ever thought about that? Um, the answer may not be revealed to you immediately and that's the way God operates. But when, but when it is, you'll be able to let it go and move on with your life. All right. I I mean, it's clear. I mean, the two of you are divorced, um, but you still think you're going to control him. So how do you do it? You try to control him by making it hard for him to have access to the children. What you're really doing is making life hard for the children, okay? And that's the thing we don't understand. I'm going to make it hard for him. I'm going to make it hard for him to get these kids. No, you making, what you're going to do is you're going to teach your kids to be products of your behavior. So they will grow up thinking the same thing. And two wrongs don't make it right. So let's pray that prayer now, all right? Father, we come now. And Father, as we learn and let go of what we can't control, help us to learn lessons that we can use to further our lives. Every experience we encounter is designed to teach us something. And so, Father, teach us from bad credit. Teach us from bad relationships. Teach us from trying to control others and how they feel about people. Teach us, Father, so that in the future... Uh, When it comes to releasing anger and envy and animosity, Father, we will learn from the results of what happened when we did not let it go and how it destroyed our lives in the process. Father, we can't do this without you. We acknowledge that we need you to lead, govern, and guide. We cast all of our cares upon you. And only by letting go can we let God have full reign in our lives. Teach us now, even when we think we have control, that we really don't. And teach us to share or to give all things to you, knowing that it's going to be okay, thanking you for the lesson we learned, and trusting that we have the victory. We ask it now in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here's number three. And this might be where some of you are right now, says Mims. One of the reasons why many of us won't let things go, um, uh, let me say it like this. Letting go means dismissing the fear that often accompanies letting go. You get it? Letting go means dismissing the fear. That, well what, what I mean how am I going how am I gonna make it? You know how, how am I supposed to feel if I don't feel this way? You know, you've had this anger and to get rid of that, okay, what am I supposed to feel like now? Can I unpack that a little bit? There are guys right now that won't let go of certain uh, husband, not husband, fathers and sons, okay, haven't spoken in years, okay? And the fear is, What am I supposed to be like after I let go? There's been mothers and daughters. There's been brothers and sisters. You might have something that you've been holding on to, but you're afraid because you've been, listen at this, you've been defined by holding on to the thing that now has you prisoner. What will you be like when you get rid of that anger towards them? Okay, how am I going to act now, now that I I let it go? See, what's holding you in place is fear. That's what's holding you in place. And so, I want to give you two scriptures to go with this. Listen at this. I just quoted one. It's the backdrop of 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Listen at what he says. He says, casting all your care upon him. Why? For he careth for you. Now, get this. I said it earlier in case you just chimed in, says Ferris. You know, casting all your care, the word care does not have an S because it really means anything you're concerned about, he's concerned about, okay? Cast everything upon him. To do that, you've got to let go. You've got to release it, all right? and that's critical for you to understand you'll never advance spiritually until you learn to release and let go all right that's what it boils down to all right that uh, sis jones uh, uh, brother jones sis jones and so for me you know i'm saying to us at the end of the day what's what's gripping your life what's stopping you from advancing And what's stopping you now from making a decision? I got to turn this over to Jesus. Know we sing that song, turn over to Jesus, he can work it out? Well, I've discovered that many of us, when we don't like the way Jesus is dealing with it, will pick it up and carry it ourselves. So what are you telling God from day one? "Ah, I don't trust you. I want you to handle it a certain way. And if you don't handle it the way I want it done, that's okay, I handle it. Well, I come back to the fact that the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is a way of destruction. All you're going to do is make life worse for you. Now, here's the thing about God, and let me just kind of hip you to this in case you don't know it. God said this, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. The way you think God should deal with it is not the way he's going to deal with it. All right? He is not going to have, because see, your thinking, your thinking does not measure his thinking. Your love does not measure his love, all right? And one of the things we have a tendency to do is when we don't like the way God dealing with it. See, when, we, when somebody do us wrong, we want to deal with it right then and there. Okay? That's not God's timing, all right? Man, God ain't did nothing. I guess I'll do something. All right? That's our mindset. Remember I told you we got to learn how to practice the ministry of silence? Let me throw this one in. We got to practice the ministry of sit down somewhere. All right? Sometimes we got to practice that. He said be still. All right? He said be still. We got to learn how to let God handle it. All right? Here's another scripture to think about. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And I think this is verse number 10. Now watch what this verse says. Um, It says this. It says, so then banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for youth and vigor are meaningless. And if I could put that in another way, it says it like this. You got to learn how to let control go of some stuff. That's what it says in a different version. Let control go of some stuff and stop thinking that you need to bring conclusion to matters. All right? Because in the end, it's not going to work out the way you think it is. All right? So you got to learn how to dismiss, oh man, how am I going to feel after I do this? You'd be surprised how good you feel when you let some stuff go. You'd be surprised. Man, I slept good last night. You know why you slept good? Because first of all, you cast everything on God, and you gave him 100% of it, and now you feel better. All right? So so what is God telling us? Often, you know, we feel like if we let go of anger and bitterness and uh, et cetera, we've lost the battle. No. Stop feeling that way. All right? That's why you won't let it go. Because in your mind, okay, well, God ain't did nothing. No, no, no. Let it go. All right? Um, You know, I've discovered that we haven't lost the battle. It's exactly the opposite. Listen, you will never win the battle until you give everything to God and let him deal with it. You'll never be a conqueror because you haven't given to the person that conquered death and life. A conqueror understands when to let stuff go. All right? So, I'm putting all my concerns in the hands of God and allowing him who knows all things to do what he does best. Does that make sense to you? All right. So att- listen to at this. Attachment to things is mental and emotional fixation on something we think we need or we think we can't do without. And that's why we keep trying to control it. Stop trying to control your children's relationship. Stop trying to control your husband. Stop trying to control your wife. Hmm? Because all you're doing is make it matters worse. Okay, so since you think you're trying to control me, I'm gonna figure out a way to be sneaky. You see what happens? All right, And what ends up happening is you can ruin your daughter's relationship or your, your son's relationship. Why? Because you're trying to buy them. You're trying to control them. Let them learn. Okay? They have to learn. Now, that doesn't mean we should not provide guidance, but your guidance should not be triggered in such a way that it's manipulative. Okay? So one of the things that I learned is, and I could be wrong, and maybe you can help me with this. Uh, I've discovered we get attached to things like people. Sometimes we get attached to things like views or outcomes or material possessions. That sound about right? All right. And the reason we get attached to them is because we're afraid we'll lose them and therefore we'll be unhappy. Hmm? Or we may even think we won't survive. Um, I've discovered, um, can I use a biblical example? Remember Moses? Moses led the children of Israel, right? When Moses started leading the children of Israel, says Jay, he was 80 years old, okay? And he led until he was the age of 120. And one day God said to Joshua, he said, Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now it's your turn to lead. Joshua picked the helm up and instantly started leading. He said, God, what am I going to do? You know, I don't lead like Moses. I ain't got the voice like Moses. The people respect him more than me. God said, look, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. So what was God telling Joshua? You're going to be all right. I'm the same God that was with him. I'm going to be with you. It's tough losing loved ones, and it's even tougher. Listen at this letting go of people that don't want to be in your life right now. Hmm? Don't try to hold on. I, I get it. Don't try to hold on to people that's not holding on to you. All right? Because if, I promise you, you'll end up upset, disappointed, frustrated, mad, bitter, and life will slow down and keep you hostage I choose not to live that. You shouldn't choose to do the same thing. You no, know, he left, you know, uh, you know, he left, he ain't leave us nothing, but you're still making it. Stop trying to blame him. Trust God, trust the process, it'll work itself out. So I, I get this. Listen at this. Um, true happiness, I could be wrong, but true happiness comes from freedom comes from freedom from suffering, not sensual pleasure. And yet our society teaches us that if we buy a bunch of things, that if we got big 401Ks and all this stuff here, we're going to have pleasure. If that be the case, why is all them celebrities always going to rehab, drinking, can't keep relationships, never happy? It's the exact opposite. No Jesus, no peace. Let me say it again, N-O, Jesus, N-O, peace. K-N-O-W, Jesus, K-N-O-W, peace. All right? That's what it boils down to, says D's, at the end of the day. All right? Um, And so for me, I've learned how to let stuff go, and I've overcome my fear of it, Because I know in the end, it's going to work out for my good. Let's pray that. I got one more I want to share with you, and then we're going to leave you. Father, we come now. And Father, when it comes to letting go, able me to overcome the fear that often accompanies letting go. Letting go of children, letting them learn how to live their lives, learning to trust them that they're going to make the best decisions, And even when they make bad decisions, learning how to be there to support but not control, not to beat up over the head, not to say, I told you so, not to condemn them, but to guide them, to teach them, to train them, to encourage them, to help them understand the Christ way to do all things. I know there's apprehension when we're releasing and We're letting go of homes, cars. Letting go of houses that we've lived in all of our lives. Even letting go of family and friends. But you made us a promise in your word. Multiple times over. That you'd never leave us. That you'd stick closer than a brother. That you'd give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. That you'd be there for us in our hour of darkness. So now, Father... We know that love can drive out fear. And because we love you now, we know that regardless of what we face, everything's going to be okay. Lord, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, one more I want to give you. All right. So, number one, I told you this. All right. Learning to let go of what you cannot control. So, number one, I told you, letting go means trusting that you'll be okay when you let go. All right. Number two, uh, what does letting go mean? It means gleaning from the lesson learned and using it to further your life. Learn from what had control of you or you thought you had control of it so that it won't ever happen to you again. Number three, letting go really means dismissing the fear that often accompanies. How am I going to make it? What am I going to do without this job? What am I going to do if I, if, you know, if I get rid of this house? What am I going to do if I actually leave you know, this city and go live down there with my children? What does it actually look like? So here's number four. What does letting go really mean at the end of the day? Letting go means trusting that God will handle the situation. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how dark it looks. I don't care how bleak it looks. If you serve the same God that I serve, you got to trust that God is going to handle it. All right? I want to give you two verses to go with this. All right? I want to give you again 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7. All right? Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That helps me right there. If God cares for you, he cares about your situation. Don't don't think God don't see what you're enduring. Don't think he don't see your moments. Don't think he doesn't know what you're going through. But I, I said this earlier and I want to say it again. Your experiences are teaching tools. I promise you right now, you're stronger today now than you were 10 years ago. And the things you dealt with 10 years ago, you thought you couldn't get through. But now, if you were to confront them now, they wouldn't even phase you. Why? Because your faith has been strengthened. You know more about God. And you surrendered it to him. So watch this verse. Here's another one. All right. Um, Jeremiah 32 and verse 27. Watch this. You hear me quoted often. I just want to quote it again. Behold, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Now, if you're not saying no to that, you're already in trouble. All right? Because there is nothing too hard. I'm going to make this part. There's nothing too hard for my God. All right? Nothing too hard for my God. So I'm saying to you, I surrender everything to God knowing that God is going to work it out. I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it feels, His karma harrison. I don't care what people say. I don't care what they got against you. Even when I made a mess myself, God will deliver me out of the mess I created for myself. That's what it boils down to. He's a delivering God. And you got to trust God. I, I know you're in debt. <laughs> I know you made a mess of your relationship. God can help you rebound. Now, that doesn't mean that that God can, God will bring you back in relationship, but God can help you get beyond the relationship. I know you made a mistake, but I'm not going to live under guilt all my life. I'm not going to do that. I choose to admit I've done wrong, confess, and then let God move forward in my life. What about you? to Jones, at the end of the day. Are you still trying to control people? All right? You still trying to control your daughter? You still giving her your opinion about their relationship? Now, don't misunderstand the context. I want you to understand this. I'm not telling you you should not give advice. But what I'm also saying is don't threaten. Don't try to manipulate. Watch this. And don't use you to be vindictive. Since you won't listen to me, don't bring your kids over here. That makes sense? That's not the way this functions. See, what you're trying to do is say, listen to me, let me control you, and you can bring your kids over. That's not the way God designed us. All right? Listen, I've been done wrong by people You've been done wrong by people, but the Bible says this. Pray for them that despitefully misuse you. When you pray, you have surrendered. You can now grow mature-wise, and God can do what he's been waiting to do since the incident surfaced in your life, and that is handle it. Until you do it, God can't touch it. Hmm? until you do it God will not touch it why because you haven't surrendered let's pray that now father we come now Lord teach us to learn how to let go of what we can't control trusting that in the end you will handle the situation it doesn't matter what the day is the hour the year the month the decade you said vengeance is yours You shall repay. Dismiss any fear, any apprehension. Let me learn from it. And let me trust and believe that in the end everything's gonna be okay. Lord, I'm so grateful for this message of encouragement. Now, Lord, teach me to surrender, to let go, to yield, knowing that in the end, it's all in your hands. It's been in your hands from the from day one anyway. I just need to come to the realization that you're going to work it out for my good. I'm so thankful and appreciative that I have this opportunity to give it to you. And thank you for the victory in advance. Lord, we thank you now give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I hope you've been helped on today. It's been a great lesson on today. I hope that you'll tell somebody to tune in later. Like and share Uh, Some of your friends can use this right now, all right? I hope that you will share with somebody else. Hope that you will grow from it so that God can get the glory in the end. Looking forward to seeing you Sunday morning at 930 for our lesson. Again, thank the deacon staff for a great job they did this past week. Not that we doubted that they wouldn't. They just do what they do best, all right? So thank God again. Thank God for you, all right? It is our prayer that God will bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he cover you with his grace, mercy, truth, and peace. Until we meet again, be blessed.